Welcome to the podcast edition of Dream Talk Radio. I'm your host, Anne Hill, and every week I explore topics related to dreams, sleep, health, culture, and consciousness. Dream Talk Radio airs every Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific Time on KOWS 107.3 FM in Occidental, California. And you can catch the live stream at www.kows.fm. To find out more about Dream Talk Radio, visit my website at anhill.org. That's A-N-N-E-H-I-L-L dot org. Meanwhile, I hope you enjoy this edition of Dream Talk Radio. It's Thursday morning. I'm your host, Ann Hill, every Thursday morning talking about dreams and sleep, health, consciousness, awareness. I've got a great guest on the phone today. I'll be talking with Pat Montgomery from the Atlanta area. And Pat is, uh, she is a radio host herself. She's a host of Parents Rule radio show on Radio Sandy Springs on Thursdays from 2 to 3. She's an entrepreneur, speaker, and trainer, a registered nurse author of the award-winning book, Now You Know What I Know, Parenting Wisdom of a Grandmother. So she is a mother of several and grandmother of even more. And I'm just really looking forward to talking with her about dreams and how dreams have shaped her journey thus far. Pat, welcome to Dream Talk Radio. Thanks, Anne. I'm so glad to be here with you. Yes, so let's see. So it's uh, 12, it's noon, so you got to hustle off to the radio station for your show. Actually, um, it's really difficult to make it to the station oh. through Atlanta traffic, oh, so gosh. I'm not doing my show live today. Oh, all to <laughs> And be... that's okay, because I have a lot of really good archived shows that I can pull from. So. It's nice to have those archived shows on once in a while. It is. It's nice to have a little break. Exactly. <laughs> Well, how long have you been doing uh, Parents Rule Radio? Well, uh, this month I celebrate my fourth anniversary on the radio, and it's just been so fun. I mean, you know, meet so many interesting people and uh, learn so much. You sure do. I'd be a much better parent now, but I have no desire for that at 57. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Well, what got you started on radio? I was trying to sell my book, and I uh-huh. went to a local radio station and told them they needed to interview me. Surely they had some kind of program where I could be interviewed. And they said, well, let me see the book, and called me back the next day and said, why don't you come in and talk to us? And so I went in, thinking that they were going to fit me into an interview spot somewhere, and they said, why don't you just do a show? Wow. And I went, uh, you know, I don't know anything about radio. I'm a nurse. I'm just a mom that wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, that's all right. You can bring all the experts in, and we can teach you what you need to know. Wow. And so I've been doing it ever since, and I thought I'd probably stick it out about six months. Yeah. And now four years later, I'm still coming up with new topics, and you know, wonderful people like you actually yes, contact right. me about um, books they've written or, or situations they've been in, and they want to talk about it on the radio and that's fun isn't it true that you get you start off and you think i am going to run out of material after about six months and then you start realizing there is no end to the material here. that's exactly the truth <laughs> there's always people to talk to and always do new spins new takes on on old topics and ways to look at things and yep yep new yeah. idea new stuff comes up all the time like you know, like yesterday for parents, they're 
um, there's new information about how um, SIDS babies, oh, yeah. you know, that they have low serotonin levels. Oh. Well, that's a radio show right there. Low you know, serotonin. Now, that's so interesting. Oh, you didn't hear that? Oh, yeah, that's huge. Oh. That they're finding that babies that have had a, a problem with SIDS, that have died of SIDS, have low serotonin levels. So now they think they're going to be able to test babies in the interesting. future. And predict which ones are at risk and which ones aren't and so be able to treat them. It's almost like a sleep disorder for infants. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, knew that there really was new stuff that stuff. came out about SIDS, but I wasn't. I didn't hear the details. So that's fascinating. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Yeah. So as a nurse, you must be, you know. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. I'm all over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, I'm so excited. We we sort of, I can't remember how we actually connected. Maybe it was through LinkedIn or one of those networking sites. Anyway, uh, It was just, through LinkedIn, yeah. and I had said something, and we were in a group together. Yeah. And I had said something, and you replied back to me. And right, we, right. We started con- talking. Yeah. We found out we both had both, both had radio shows and books, and so, well, let's get together. That's right. <laughs> You're going to be on my show in two weeks. That's right. I can't <laughs> wait. Talking about children's dreams. Nightmares and dreams. That's right. It'll be great. Do you often have people calling in about their kids' dreams? or? I, You know, I don't. I, actually, this is the first time I've done a show about dreams. Oh, wow. As amazing as that is and as into dreams as I am, I just didn't have the person, the expert to talk to yeah. and didn't really think about it and yeah. then you said something about doing a show about nightmares and it just clicked uh-huh. oh my gosh you know lots of kids have nightmares oh my goodness everybody yes. does at some point everybody but it's particularly kids yeah mm-hmm. so we'll be talking more about that in a couple of weeks but uh you've mentioned a couple really interesting dreams so i'm wondering i guess just going to start asking you about your dream life when did you start really tapping into your dreams you know i've always had interesting dreams <laughs> dreams that I still remember, you know, I had, uh, we talked um, yesterday, yeah. uh, a dream where I'm going to talk about on the show in two weeks, where it was a recurrent dream, nightmare that right. came that I had all my life. I don't even, even remember when I started having it. And I, I never did find the, find out what the message was, but um, I've, so I, I don't know. I, I think more in my adult life, I, I started becoming a lucid dreamer. Yeah. And... That was fascinating because then when I had nightmares, I could turn them around. So when did I you could start... stop the nightmare and say, "No, well, I'm, well, I'm not going to do this. You need to back off because this is only a dream, or I'm going to wake up." That's <laughs> great. No, so when did that start happening for you? The lucid uh, you know, dream. I was probably in my late twenties. Uh huh. And can you think of any way that that sort of was it just that you'd been paying attention to your dreams so much that it kind of became a spontaneous but then more regular thing, or was there some other uh, trigger to it? You know, I don't know. I, I think at the time, you know, I was having a lot of. I've always had a lot of dreams, but mm. I was having a lot of nightmares, and I was, you know, praying and asking for, you know, how can I yeah. stop having these nightmares, and then. Uh, one night I was having a terrible nightmare where I was being chased by this demonic kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. And I just, for some reason, I sort of woke up in the dream and said, whoa, this is a dream. I don't have to do this. Uh, great. And, and it ended up being a very happy, sweet dream. The demon went away. And 
and I did something else, and it was fun. And then I woke up later going, wow, that was really cool. <laughs> Interesting. So the demon just went away. Yeah, I, I turned around and said, no, you can't be in my dream. You ah, have to go. Okay. And he went away. <laughs> Never to return? or Well, no, they've been back. They've you been know, back. <laughs> everybody has nightmares. But um, but that, that's a really cool thing. If, um, and then I found out there was actually a term for that, that to, not everybody could do it. And, yes. Um, found out it was called lucid dreaming that's right and that's been pretty cool because i've been able to direct dreams sometimes and like that so uh-huh. so how does that work for you do you is it just a, do you actually uh, give yourself a, a suggestion before bed that i'm no. going to wake up in my dreams or is it just sort of a spontaneous thing it's a spontaneous thing oh, for great. me i just kind of expect to be able to do it yeah i know i can do it now and i just kind of expect to do it uh. it's kind of like i had these dreams where and I haven't had one lately, and I would love to have it again, but um, I was out in this big field, and I was talking to some guy that I didn't know who he was. And I was t- it was a beautiful day, and the birds were flying overhead, and it was so wonderful. And I said, boy, I wish I could fly. And he looked at me and said, you know, you were originally a fairy, and oh. you could you've always been able to fly. <laughs> you just need to take off and go. Wow. And I took off and started flying. And it was so incredible and so oh freeing. Oh, my goodness. And, um, I've, I've actually repeated that dream a few times where uh, I would wake up and the guy's not there anymore, but I, I would be asleep and think, oh, I can fly. Why don't I just fly? And it's so real that in my waking hours, I think, why aren't I flying? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know I can do this. <laughs> That's great. And so now the thing that always that I always have to remind people about when we talk about lucid dreaming and controlling your dreams is that the kind of the the idea of total control is completely ridiculous. Right. We can actually control our reactions and our responses and our behaviors in the dream. But our dreaming psyche produces the landscape uh, the you know, the people that come on really. I mean, it w- so the, the notion that we can fully control our dreams is really, it's sort of seventies pop psychology stuff, but right. there is a way that we can have agency in our dreams, shift the action and, you know, train ourselves to respond differently to nightmarish scenarios so that they actually turn out differently. Right. So important. Now, have you ever had a cause to, you've, you've raised three kids, right? And mm-hmm. so you've got a couple stepchildren and several grandkids. Do you ever have cause to, uh, do you ever listen to their dreams and talk to them about them? You know, when I was raising my kids, I, it never occurred to me how important dreams are, mm-hmm. sadly. And so, you know, we would talk about their nightmares and I'd, oh, you know, that's nothing, don't worry about it. And now I wish... Um, as a mother, I had sat down with them and really tried to interpret the dream. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that dreams are telling us. I in, I have a dream journal now, and there's a quote in this dream journal from the Talmud oh, yeah. that says, a dream which is not interpreted is like a letter which is unread. Isn't that lovely? So I wish I had done more of that mm-hmm. when they were little. I would just, you know, when they had nightmares, I would just kind of not brush it off, but let them know it wasn't real, yeah. it was a dream, and um, no, there were no monsters under the bed or right. in the closet. But I think there's more to it than that, and I think mm-hmm. we need to um, 
examine them. And like a lot of dreams, it seem like nightmares, like dreams where you are dying. That doesn't mean you're dying. That's right. It means there's a change coming in your life. That's right. Um, yeah. Something's going away. Something uh, is coming. Yep. And a lot of times that's a good thing. Yeah. Especially when you're, like, for instance, at a threshold in life, say adolescence. I mean, right. that's a really right. weird... So as a mother, you know, yeah. if I could talk to kids about that so that they understood that, you know, well, maybe this dream wasn't really a nightmare. Maybe it meant something else. Yeah. I, and I wish I had done that more. And uh, I'm encouraging my kids to do that with their kids. Oh, now. good. That's great. Yeah, you know, I was at this uh, dream conference last June, and I it happened. it was in Chicago, and I was going on the train from one place to another, and sitting next to this older woman, probably mid to late 60s, and uh, she asked me what I was doing, and I said, well, I was giving this workshop on, on nightmares, and uh, I can't remember how we got into it, but she sort of looked at me and said, my father helped me so much with nightmares. She said, I was four years old, I had these recurring nightmares, and I'd wake up screaming, and my father would come into my room, lift me up out of bed, because she had siblings, well, they'd go into the laundry room and shut the door, and he'd put place her on top of the dryer, and he'd sit in a little chair across, and he said, now, tell me about this dream. And she would tell him the dream, and at every juncture, he would ask questions. Now, was it a blue monster, or did it just have blue sneakers on? You know, this, this kind of stuff. Listening so intently to her dream. And after that, you know, I can't remember what she said. He would just give her some validation like, you are so lucky to be such a strong girl, to be able to, you know, flip that monster off of your back and push him into the pool or, you know, whatever that That's was. wonderful. And then they would, you know, he'd give her a hug and put her back to bed, and that was that. And that, That's I mean, wonderful. he didn't have any training. That was just sort of following that parent's intuition, or maybe it was desperation because he needed some sleep. I don't know. <laughs> But and that's and that's what you need to do yeah. most times. What I find when I have nightmares that I don't control is that if I, you know, wake up and I'm scared or nervous or worried, and I go immediately back to sleep, I go immediately back into the dream. Yes. So you, it's better to be awake for a little while and maybe get up and walk around and, mm -hmm. you know, get a drink of water and do something and then go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, so that's what, you know, and he was doing that for her. He, he was, was just doing Letting that. her tell him the dream so that she could work it out. Yeah. That's wonderful. So I, I love that story. I'm like, I'm so glad I sat next to you <laughs> on the train. <laughs> I, I think that's neat. Make sure we talk about that on the Great. show. Next. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. When you come to Parents Rule. That's know. right. Well, you are listening to Dream Talk Radio. I'm your host, Ann Hill, and I'm speaking on the phone with Pat Montgomery. Pat is the author of Now You Know What I Know, Parenting Wisdom of a Grandmother, and she is also the host of Parents Rule Radio Show on Radio Sandy Springs in Georgia. And let's see, let me give out your email, I'm not your email, your website address, http blah 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 parentsrulewithpat.com parentsrulewithpat.com will get you to your website yep so you you have you have come with dreams to talk about so let's get into some of those i um in two th i'll tell you one i had in 2005 my daughter was pregnant and we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl yet 
And I was kind of, I always wanted her to have girls because she's such a girly girl, <laughs> not like her mother at all. <laughs> and so I was hoping she had a, she was going to have a girl. Well, I had this dream, and in the dream, I was looking out my bedroom window, uh, overlooking my front yard, and there were two blonde, cute little boys playing in the yard, and oh. they were like maybe you know eight, nine years old. One was older than the other one, mm-hmm. and they were just, you know, doing what boys do. They were running and yelling and wrestling and mm-hmm. laughing and having a big time. And I knew that one of those boys was the child she was carrying. Oh, wow. I, I don't know how I knew it, but I knew it. Yeah. And sure enough, she had a boy, blonde, cute as he can be. Ugh. Well, I didn't know who the other little boy was, and I knew that and he was the younger one I didn't so I knew he hadn't come yet so I didn't know if he was going to be a cousin to this child or a brother or what well then my daughter gets pregnant again oh my goodness and I'm thinking well you know maybe she's going to have a boy but I'm still hoping for a girl yeah of course (laughs) but partway through her pregnancy she was told that there was a brain malformation in the child and he had, um, uh, his cerebellum was not completely developed. Wow. Now, the cerebellum controls motor movements. Uh, the cerebrum controls, you know, thinking functions, mm-hmm. but the cerebellum controls mo- motor movements. So we didn't know what this was going to mean. Yeah. But I was struck instantly by that dream. It came mm-hmm. immediately back to my mm-hmm. mind. And I thought, and and we at the same time found out this was a boy, and I, that was those two boys. Yeah. And to me, I think about this dream, and and William is a beautiful child, and he is a fun child to be around. He is two and a half, and he didn't walk till he was two. He definitely has motor issues. Yeah. But I, in my dream, he was fine. Wow. Yeah. And he was doing stuff, and I go back to that dream all the time and mm-hmm. I send my daughter back in that dream all the time. I said, he is going to be okay. And you know, he's and now he's, you know, making good strides. He's right. doing so much better and getting so much stronger and and he's starting to play with his brother more and wrestle and tug a little bit. So to me that dream yeah. was not just telling me that the first child was a boy. It was telling me that there was we were gonna probably go through something but the outcome would be fine. That is so important. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful dream. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how wonderful until a couple of years later. You know, and oh, yeah. And that, that not that the way with dreams? Even these very clear sort of message dreams, they have, they, they've got all kinds of layers of information that get revealed a year out, two, three years out. I mean, you can't just assume that it's just one simple thing talking about one particular point in time well i agree and i think that's why it's so important and i am the world's worst about this to write down dreams if you feel a dream is significant to you and it's trying to tell you something you need to write it down because it may not be telling you something for today or tomorrow it may be telling you something for five years from now that's so true that is so true so you need to write it down you need to be able to go back and look at it yes and like I said, I'm the world's worst. Like I told you yesterday when we talked, 
it's made me sit down with my dream journal and, <laughs> and recall dreams that I've had and, and made my, you know, get it more up to date. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, uh, every New Year's, I sit down with the dream journal from the past year, and I write what I call uh, New Year's dream resolutions. And I basically look at all the dreams that I've written down, and if something funny or notable happens... I'll just make a resolution to either not do that in the future or do that in the future or you know change it in some way. So I end up with about, I usually try for 10 New Year's dream resolutions. And it's kind of a funny, I mean, you know, it's in some ways it's sort of that affirmation about rescripting your dreams. But in other ways, it's just a really nice way to review the dreams of the past year because those, you know, you just, you really do. You forget the details. Uh-huh. They just slip through. Well, that's a great idea. I never <laughs> thought about doing that. I gotta get. I've I've written down the ideas, and now I have to write out write out the article and post it somewhere. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, I mean, dreams. It same. I, I I don't know if you've had this experience too. It sounds like you probably have. That they will they will take as much attention as we will give them. That's true. You know. That's true. You can you can base your well, for instance, business advice. Now we can talk about that. You you talked about a, a message dream that you got about your business at one point. I did. My husband and I. I'm going to tell you what we do because it's significant in the dream. But we do railroad consulting, where wow. we do inspection work and consulting work um, to people that own rail cars. Mm-hmm. In the dream. We're in a train, so right away I'm tied to our business. Right. And in the train, we're going uphill, which most people would think that's a struggle, but no, we were climbing. We were doing well, mm-hmm. okay? And we were going uphill really fast, and it portrayed how we were doing in our yeah. careers right then. Right. And then we hit... I don't know what we hit, but we just stopped. Hmm. Everything quit. And we were just stuck there, and we weren't going anywhere. Which is exactly what happened with the economy later on that year. Well, then it kind of leveled out, and then we started going downhill, which also happened. Right. And But then we leveled out again, and then we went uphill again in the dream. And then came back down uh, just a tiny little bit, and then we went uphill, and then we leveled out. And for the rest of the dream, we were just a, a straight path, as straight as you could be at the top of this hill. Wow. And so for me, it was a message dream. It was telling me, okay, something's going to happen, and your business is going to stop. You know, it's yeah. going to be hard. But and And I had the feeling that, it would be okay, mm-hmm. and then and that even things would even go downhill a little bit, which is exactly what happened. And then yeah. you'll get a little bump, and you'll go up a little bit, and then you might go down a little bit more, you know, where business may slump a little bit. You know, we're talking about the recession. Right, and, sure. And, you know, maybe a second bounce to the recession. and then But then after that, we were going to go straight uphill and level out, and as far as we could see, everything would be fine. What an amazingly detailed dream. I know. <laughs> I know. And so it was great, you know, because when we hit the bump where everything stopped, I was like, it's okay. 
Yeah. It's going to be fine. I'm not worried <laughs> about this. But but what I did do is because I knew this was coming, yeah. I threw all the money I could throw into our savings account. Oh, great. And I prepared us for it. Yeah. Because I had a forewarning. Boy, that is just, I mean, what a great, it really is reminding me of uh, the biblical story of Joseph interpreting the Pharaoh's dream. Oh, I didn't think about that. You know, the eight uh, lean, no, eight fat cows Mm -hmm. followed by, or seven fat cows Mm -hmm. followed by seven lean lean cows. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. And and the thing about those dreams is that it's so, I mean, what you did was so great. That you just followed it and, turn, and, and saved up enough to get you through the lean part. Right. So, wow, right. that's and, fabulous. You know, I think people make a big mistake when they don't interpret their dreams. And yes. they, you know, they just think, oh, it's a dream. You know, we were on a roller coaster yeah. ride or we were, you know, these are, you're given these this acknowledgement of what's in the future or what's going on right now in your life for a reason. Yeah. And, I mean, the interesting thing about your dream is that it's not, I mean, one of the things that I often feel when I do seemingly crazy stuff based on dream information is I feel like I have finally lost it. I've just, you know, my peg (laughs) is off the board. I'm in wacko land here doing this thing that doesn't make any logical sense because I saw it in a dream. So there's this there's this moment at which you just, you know, you want to follow the dream advice, but then you think, am I, should I commit myself at this point? You know, there's that moment and people, it's hard to jump that moment. You know, you feel like because everybody around you, not, not this culture doesn't really work with dreams so much and so making a stand and doing what you did like throwing stuff into savings you know you would in any business class that would be considered sort of heretical yeah you know <laughs> you don't get that kind of advice with uh with you know, how to run your own business seminars <laughs> i know and and where we were at the time financially we were making more money than we had ever made in our lives yeah which was, you know, we were going straight uphill, right. which is how the dream started. And uh, there was seemingly no end to what we were doing. We didn't know the recession was coming. Yeah. And we didn't know that housing bubble was going to burst and right. everything was going to crash around all of us. But, you know, I just am such a big believer in, in listening to our instincts and listening to dreams and it's um yes so i did i i I prepared us for it and uh and right now we're not working you know right (laughs) we were you know we we stopped and then we got a little bit and then Mm we right now we're on that downhill slope where we're not working at all but but we see stuff in the future coming yeah we've been talking to our customers there's stuff coming there's that's the that's what i'm getting from a lot of business people right now there's not really money now but they can see it coming down the road Mm mm-hmm you know, it's not like it was maybe a year ago where it just looked really, really bleak. Really bleak, yeah. So, and again, you know, what strikes me about this dream is just the practicality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very dreams. We think of dreams as this sort of psychological complex or these spiritual messages, but they can be incredibly practical. Right. You know, and it's really up to us. What you say about interpreting them is so true. <clears throat> 
And uh, you know, in in the Bible story, that's why the Pharaoh says, Joseph says, "Well, your dream means that there will be seven really." great years with huge harvest and then will there'll be a drought for seven years and the pharaoh wisely says okay i want you in charge of the storehouses <laughs> you know uh-huh. because yeah. you really you have to have that sense you have to actually employ your your skills to respond to the dream it's not like you just get these gifts out of the sky well sometimes you do but not very often that's exactly you know that's exactly right and i think if you are a spiritual person at all and you pray and you expect God to answer you. Yeah. Well, sometimes we have to get out of God's way. That's right. So he can answer us. We have to quit talking. And that's one thing I like about meditation is yes. I will quit talking and I'll sit there quietly and listen. But another way that we can receive messages from God is through our dreams because we're out of the way. Absolutely. It goes through our subconscious. Yeah. But, and I don't know about you, but I think there are some dreams... Um, that are like garbage in, garbage out dreams, yeah. and then there are dreams that are really significant. And to me, the difference is I don't remember. I, I know yeah. I dreamed, like last night, I know I had a few dreams, but I don't remember what they were. Mm-hmm. But the, if I wake up the next morning and I can remember that detail in absolute clarity, yeah, that's a message to me. See, I think that's really important. I mean, what you're talking about is you've got your own classification for dreams. Mm -hmm. And so you know when to pay attention. And, you know, we could talk about the difference between uh, sort of dross of the day dreams and really intense message dreams. But I think just having your own understanding about what what your dreams are telling you and knowing when to pay attention means that you've got the mechanism in place that you can listen to your dreams. And so there's some part of your dreaming psyche that kind of picks up on that and says, okay, if I really want this person to sit up straight and listen, this is how I, this is what I wrap the dream message in. This is how I deliver the message. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. So be because not everybody is a, is that fortunate, actually, to have the, such clarity in their dreams. You know, I think they are. They just don't know it. Mm. I think dreams are a gift that are, is given to everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just have to be aware that that's how you the universe communicates with you sometimes. Yeah, well, that's true. And you just have to accept it and, and wake up and go, okay, I dreamed last night. What did I dream? Why did I dream that? Yeah. And start focusing on it rather than just, you know, dismissing it. You know, I think that's really true. I spoke to this one guy who uh, was adamant about how people should have these big dreams. And I actually, I found myself really disagreeing with him because my experience, there's a lot of people who've never really, who have always been curious about their dreams, but they've never known how to interpret them and how to work with them. And their dreams are always these huge question marks. Like, what was that about? I was dreaming about my kindergarten teacher, for God's sake, and we were in the department store, and then an elephant comes in. What? You know? (laughs) And so they have these very uh, obtuse, very complicated dreams. And it can take a while. And you, you would... You know, it can take a while to get through all that material and find the pattern. You know, there's a pattern because there's these patterns in your life. 
And once that pattern is revealed in the dream, then you can say, right, this is a, something that I've repeated over and over in, in my adult life. Once you kind of get a hold of what patterns are at work in your life, then I think dreams can actually switch, you know, change the shape and the manner in which they come. I think that makes sense. And do you find in your dreams that certain symbols recur and they oh, mean yeah. the same thing in each dream? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, that's all part of that patterning. Yeah, bicycles, for instance. For me, that means sort of being under my own, uh, my, going forward uh, under my own power. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you have symbols that you rec- regularly find? I do, and, you know, I'm just blanking on them right now yeah. but I, <laughs> because I brought it up, you know. <laughs> but there are certain things that I know that recur in my in my dreams, and I know what they mean when they when they pop in. Yes, you're listening to Dream Talk Radio. I'm Ann Hill, and I'm talking with Pat Montgomery all the way from Georgia about dreams and business and life and, you know, how it is that people without any special training really can really tap into dreams and use them for all sorts of stuff. And not speaking of which, Pat, you were mentioning something about creativity in dreams. Oh, yeah. I... um was looking I, I think the first time that happened for me where I was was really manifested something from a dream was I was my son was getting married and he was marrying his high school sweetheart these they met when they were 14 and they dated all through high school and all through college and they graduated from college and they were getting married that's adorable oh it's a wonderful story they're just so cute together and they're more in love now than they were Aww. then but i wanted to i wanted to write something to them i wanted to write them a letter yeah. or do something and one night during a dream i got a, a poem mm. and it, it it was so cute, and so I got up, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm writing this down, and the next morning when I got up and looked at it, I just made a few changes, not very many, right. and and I gave it to them, and they used it on the back cover of their um, wedding oh. brochure. How lovely. Yeah, it was really sweet, and um, so I thought, wow, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, the next time I dreamed, um, and I wasn't particularly looking for anything that time, but I got a poem for my father. Uh-huh. You want me to read it to you real sure. quick? Yeah. I've got it right here. It's called Not Completely New. You taught me your ways, and under your loving gaze, as a child I grew every day into someone not completely new. You gave me direction and love, taught me to cherish nature and the, and the stars above. You taught me to be honest and fair and about myself and others to care. Just like you, I always wanted to be, giving no thought to being me. Inevitably, I sought independence as a teen, and now I'm somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. I am me, and I am you, someone not completely new. Oh, that's lovely. We can't always know God's plan, and some things we never understand. However, now I know one thing. When the angels come to sing and take me to my final rest, the part of me that's you has been the best for I am me and I am you someone thankfully not completely new oh lovely isn't that beautiful thank you for sharing that and that came to you in a dream Uh, the whole thing I didn't Uh, change one word 
gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Yeah, you know, I just. Now, do you think you got the gift of dreaming from your father, or is I that... have no idea. Oh. I, you know, I, I I've never really talked to him yeah. about it. But but I also have two books that I'm writing right now. Oh, great! That were stories I had stories I had in a dream. Yes. So and I thought, oh, I woke up thinking, ooh, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> so. Now, so I'm fleshing them out and trying to make them little fantasy stories. Yeah. So how is so? Can you tell us a little about one of the stories and and how you are? I mean, are you changing it at all? Or? Well, I, not the basic idea. Yeah. Um, one of them is about a. It's a fantasy, and it's a, about this little creature who realizes that there is um there's some danger in the world, mm-hmm. and so he goes and he talks to. Um, another little creature and and they take them to the wise owl and the owl doesn't know what to do so he sends them to the eagle who can see further and and they just go around and and eventually they bring light back into the world but there's a darkness creeping into the world and they have to find out how to bring light back into Uh the world and uh it's a cute little story and it's um you know it's a children's story yes and um, so what I have to do is, as I, you know, so I wrote it all out as I dreamed what I dreamed, and now I have to, you know, work out all the details and, yes. and flesh it out. But That's always interesting to me because the, the whole idea of whether you stay completely true to the literal dream or whether the literal dream is a template from which you get to build your own story. Well, the, I'm using it as, you know, directly from the dream but i'm making you know i'm expanding it and i'm finding ways from the original ideas as i work through it that some of the things that were in the dream i can actually use as lessons Uh and um so it's been it's a process (laughs) it is and do you find in those kind of dreams that are so clearly for creative work that there's also what we were talking about earlier, those layers of meaning that are are, are revealed uh, months out. You know, like you get the original idea from the dream, but then as you're sort of haggling with yourself over the details, suddenly another part of the dream comes clear. Yes, yeah. yes absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I just think like you, you talk in your book about all these layers. Yeah. And, and sometimes you don't see all the layers. You just take things for face value. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's all it is. But maybe there's mm-hmm. a deeper meaning, too. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, just have to think about it. And, and it helps. I talk about my dreams to my husband. Oh, great. And, and we discuss them, and um, that helps a lot. Yes. Yeah, so. it really does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. He's got real good insights into things. Oh, great. It's easier to to listen to somebody. Like it's easier for me to interpret someone else's dream uh-huh. sometimes yeah. than it is my own, because I can stand back and I'm not part of it. Right. I think uh, that's true for most of us. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of my friends says that when she gets a dream she doesn't understand, she imagines that somebody else is telling it to her, so she can pretend it's somebody else's dream. So then she can have ideas about it. Oh, that's a great idea. Isn't that I'll funny? have to try that. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Well, Maybe it'll help me on the dream I had the other night. I had this dream the other night. Well, it was a series of little vignette 
dreams yeah. where the, uh, there was a decision that needed to be made in each dream, and each time I didn't make the decision, I had the feeling that I need I, I should wait. Huh. And then when I woke up the next morning, I had this overwhelming feeling that there was a big decision that was looming, and I, but I shouldn't rush that decision. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I haven't, I, it hasn't popped up yet, but I know it's yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of keeps you on your toes waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> you know, or, you know, is there a deeper meaning to that? I don't yeah. know. Is it is it just face value, or is there more to it? And I've been... For the last three or four days now, I've been mulling this over in my yeah. head, trying to figure it out. Yeah, interesting. So, any clues yet, or are you still kind of in the mulling phase? I'm still in the mulling, mulling. phase. If you have any <laughs> ideas, please <laughs> feel free. But you know, I have this dream dictionary, and I pulled it out, and there was nothing about decisions in there, so that didn't help me at all. That happens a lot to me, by the way, mm. I, and probably for a lot of people. You go out and buy this dream dictionary oh, and think, yeah. oh. This is going to solve all my problems. I'm going to know what yeah. all my dreams mean. Yeah. And then you dream something that you you can't find in the dream dictionary. Right. It's not there. <laughs> no. And if it is there, sometimes it's completely unsatisfying. Right. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I know that's not what this yeah. means. <laughs> so say the dream again. It's a, it's a series of dreams, did you say? A or series just, of yes. little dreams. Little d- vignettes. Yeah, I call them a vignette, mm-hmm. where some little decision had to be made. Like one was, what am I going to make for dinner? One was... Um, what movie are we going to go to? Yeah. One was um, a business thing about, um, you know, should I um, invest in something? Um, just little quickie dreams yeah. all night long, and, and no decisions were made. And each each time I had the feeling that I should wait and not uh-huh. make the decision. Yeah. And when I woke up the next morning, I had this overwhelming feeling that there was a big decision coming, yeah. and I needed to weigh it before I yeah. jump it. Because my husband and I both are pretty good about, or bad, I don't know how you look <laughs> at it, about, you know, kind of seeing a decision that needs to be made and just making a decision yeah, and doing something. And sometimes we make wrong decisions, and I think there's something coming that we could make a wrong decision about uh-huh. if we were not careful. Well, you know, that's interesting. I mean, just putting on my little uh, dream interpreter hat for a moment. I mean, the way I work with, with other people with dreams is I, I take on the dream as if it were my own. So I, I'll say stuff like, well, if this were my dream, and I'll kind of put, imagine myself having the dream and what it what it might, you know, if there's other layers other, other than the, just the literal layer of I need to, I need there's a big decision mm-hmm. coming and I need to think about it. One of the things I would look at in the dream is what my... Um, what the what my feeling is at the at each moment that I need to make a decision and all those little vignettes, like am I really puzzled about what the de- right decision is, or do both do both dis- do both choices seem equally weighted? You know, is there one choice that has a real strong emotional charge, while the other choice might make seem like it made more practical sense? You know, just what is the dichotomy that's being presented to me? in terms of my choices in all of those places? Mm. And then what is my emotional response to all of those? And that would kind of, I mean, if I were looking for patterns, which is pretty much all, what I do in, in dreams, that would be where I would look. Is there some way that I respond to these moments that is cluing me into something that I can shift in my waking patterns? Oh, that's really good, okay. Well, I, yeah, I can think about that. Mm how I felt, were these important decisions, were these 
um, see, I didn't feel in, during the little vignettes. It was more of, um, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You just need to make a decision. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like I was emotionally invested in either either side of the decision in uh-huh. any of them. Interesting. So in some ways it could be, uh, you know, it could be that I as the dreamer am in a period in which my, my, you know, intuitive function is being stretched because the stuff that I'm being presented with in my dreams is stuff that I don't really have a, a strong hit on one way or the other. So well, it could be kind sense. of a growth period for me in figuring out. And I don't know, I, I would tend to, I would tend to interpret the whole, uh, the symbol of, of decisions in dreams pretty literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's ways that we, we choose in every moment where to put our attention and our energy. And it would just be, it would be kind of that, you know. Okay, well, that's interesting. I need to look at it that way. See? It helps to talk about them. It really does. It really does. <laughs> and get somebody else's point of view. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think I told you yesterday about a friend of mine who had a dream, a recurring dream, where she was carrying a baby, and the baby started wriggling and squirming and got real mm. slippery, and she was so afraid she was going to drop the baby and hurt the baby. And she would just wake up just was sweaty and Ugh. upset. And she told one of her friends, and she said, well why don't you just put the baby down? Yeah. And so the next time she had the dream, she put the baby down and never had it again. Yeah. And to her then, it, the baby represented all the issues that she was juggling and, you know, problem, right. uh, some problems in her life that were, you know, at first she thought she could carry them, but then, you know, it just got harder and harder yeah. because they got more and more complicated. And she said, I'm just going to stop worrying about this stuff. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. And she stopped having the dream. Oh, what, how freeing that mm-hmm. is. I used to have those dreams about having, you know, people's kids, taking on other little babies and toddlers. And then finally one time in a dream, there was this toddler from down the street who had just sort of wandered into my house. And he had this really stinky diaper. And I just <laughs> it made the choice in the dream like, Go home. <laughs> Your mom will change that for you. Uh-huh. This is n- not on my watch, basically. <laughs> I'm not dealing with you. No, it's not. Not anymore. Nope. Don't need to go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, do you find that some of your kids uh, are strong dreamers or grandkids? My daughter is. Your daughter. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. My daughter is very intuitive, and she's. She has very interesting dreams like I do. And actually, next to my husband, she's the person I talk to the most Mm -hmm. about my dreams because she's got a real gift in interpreting them. Oh, wonderful. But, um, yeah, she's real. Yeah. Really strong with stuff like that. But the boys, you know, they don't talk so much about it. Yeah. That doesn't mean that stuff isn't going on, but... Exactly. Yeah. It's just not on the front burner. It's not a front burner issue. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not. But I, I don't know. Have you ever had the situation where, and I've had a couple of dreams where I've had visits from people that have died. Oh, yeah. Say more. Yeah. Well, this the first time this ever happened to me, 
my um, it was my great grandmother, and I really hadn't thought too much about her. She'd been dead for years and years, and I loved her dearly, but you know she wasn't on the top of my thoughts. Right. And I was sitting in a living room, not familiar to me, and she walked in the door and sat down, and we talked, and we had some tea, and you know I told her about my kids and what was going on in my life, and and uh, she already knew some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she said, well, I have to go now, Patty, because my family's always called me that. Mm-hmm. And she gets up and she goes to the door and she opens the door and starts out. And then she turned around and looked me dead in the eye and she said, and don't worry about your mama, I will take care of her. Mm. Now, my mother at the time was scheduled to have heart surgery two weeks later. Uh. And I woke up in a cold sweat thinking what does that mean yeah does that mean that mom's going to die right or does that mean that mama allison was going to be there to make sure that the surgery went well right and so i called my sister and i told her and she said oh my god our, our mother's going to die mm. and she said you know mom thinks she's going to die mm. and i said no i didn't know that and um mom didn't make it home from the hospital oh my gosh but what that dream did for me yeah. was unbelievable because I knew that Mama Allison came and got her yeah. and would take her to heaven and teach her the ropes. And right, right. I, I, it was so comforting to me to know that. Um, it was just an amazing experience. That is truly amazing. Mm-hmm. And how interesting that the dream left the outcome ambi- ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure why, yeah. but I, whatever was going to happen, Mama Allison was going right. to be there and she was going to be taking care of my mother. How wonderful. And so, you know, is it real? Who cares? Yeah. It gave me peace of mind. Sure. And I believe it's real. Well, I fall in that camp too myself, but yeah. I don't then. And then after my mother died, um, she came to visit in the same living room oh, really? <laughs> a few times. Yeah, and the second time she came, I said, well, Mom, I, you know, I was hugging her, and she was getting ready to leave, and she walked to the door, and I walked to the door with her, and I said, I, I want to go with you. And she said, no, Patty, you cannot come. You can't come with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, and, you know, but she was just, she was great. She was happy. She mm-hmm. was... Um, just an you know an amazing place in her emotional life in these dreams. Yeah. Now the interesting thing about these three three or four dreams I had of her, um, uh, something I'd never told anybody in my entire life was that I was terrified of death. Oh. If people started talking about death, I would leave the room. Wow. I would end up in a cold sweat. Yeah. I I just, even though I was, you know, a Christian, and we're supposed to believe in heaven and everything. Right. You know, you don't know if you can believe what you don't see. Yeah. And I just didn't know. And I was terrified that I would lose contact with my family and my children. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my gosh, what would happen? After about the third or fourth visit with my mother, I realized I was no longer afraid. Oh, fabulous. This was the gift she gave me. 
That is a huge gift. Ah, it's amazing. Yes. It is absolutely amazing. Um, now I can help other people as That's they right. transition through, and, and it doesn't bother me. And um, it, it was, But I just woke up one morning and realized I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Because uh. I knew. My mother had been talking to me. I knew she didn't lose contact with me. That's right. Yeah, not only can you help people come to the same realization in their own lives, but my hunch is that when that day does come and you cross over, you'll be you'll be appearing regularly. You'll be a regular guest in people's dreams. Yeah. I'm planning on it. Yeah. I mean, I just think that gift works both ways, you know, uh-huh. an ability to, to see beyond the, you know, waking life veil is something that we carry with us in our, you know, to the to whatever you believe that happens after death, there's a way that, that that awareness that we've cultivated so often, so long in our waking lives is still kind of activated and is still doing good in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that was another thing that was very uh, peaceful for me. Yeah. It just gave me such Beautiful. a sense of relief and... It was a very wonderful gift. and hmm. But once I realized that, she hasn't come back into that living room to talk to me again. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, that was the purpose of it. That was the purpose of and, it. And, you know, nobody knew that. My husband didn't even know that. Yeah. I, it was a secret I kept. Wow. Well, y- you know, I, that's a pretty common thing, I have to say. And a lot of times, I think Jung made the comment that he didn't really... He wasn't that interested in working on people's dreams and helping people in, in uh, therapy until they were in their 40s. And because for the whole first part of our lives, we can really remain oblivious or ignore the idea, the fact that we're going to die someday. But when you once you hit midlife, you kind of realize, wow, I've passed the 50-yard line here, mm-hmm. you know? And then that whole idea of oh, my God, well, what have I done so far in my life? What do I really want to, what do I have in me to do? And what's this whole idea? How am I going to pass out of this life? You know, that comes in. And so then dreams and everything gets much more um, frightening in some ways, but much more fertile and juicy and, uh, you know, cool stuff happens in our psyches. I think that's true. Uh, Because I, and and maybe it's the, the fear of death, I don't know, or the, anticipation of it but i i think i'm much more attuned to myself spiritually now and or maybe it's just a series of life experiences where you you know i've had dreams over the years and i know things that you know i know that this is a pattern that i have and i know that it's telling me something whereas when i was 20 i i didn't have that life experience to know that this was something I could build on and something yeah. I could learn from. Yeah. So I think that's a, a big part of it. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'll tell you that just that being able to be present with people with that calmness, you know, then and it is a huge gift in whatever walk of life we are we're in. You know, just being being at peace ourselves with what's with what's coming of it inevitably is huge for mm-hmm. people. You know. It is, and I, you know, I just can't stress, and I've said it over and over. You know, people just need to start thinking about their dreams. Yes, I, I just know that we're being spoken to, and we're being given 
information all the time in dreams. Yep, so true. It's, um, it's, but what's hard is when I have, I've had a dream a couple times. One time I acted on it and one time I didn't and I regret that I didn't. But where I had someone else's loved one talk to me in a dream uh-huh. and give me a message uh-huh. for a friend of mine. And I didn't understand the message. Yeah. So I called them and I said, okay, your mother was here and this is what she said. And they went, and it was amazing, their reaction. Wow. Like, oh, my God, that's just what I needed to hear. Oh. It was, and the other time it was with an ex-husband and I just, his father came to me and I just, eh, I just don't know if I want to yeah. open that door. <laughs> no, that's not my problem anymore. And I, and I regret it. I should have. And now I've lost touch with him. Oh, uh-huh. Well, but that's a, a really useful reminder mm-hmm. to to find a way to act on the dream, pass on the message. Uh, like I say in my book, not in a way that, oh my God, you got eaten by a rampaging lion in my <laughs> dream, and jeez, right. right. it was gory and horrible. Right. <laughs> exactly. You, you got to use your social skills. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I had a dream a few few weeks ago about that something bad happened to somebody I knew. And so I called him the next day, and I was just talking to him. Mm-hmm. You all right? Everything going okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's every, how is everything in your world? <laughs> well, you <know>? yeah. <laughs> and, I, and that's that's a great point because sometimes those dreams come to just, you know, we actually need to keep in touch with people. We need uh-huh. to reach out for whatever purpose that is. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, their house is going to get on fire or whatever it was that we dreamed. Right. But there's it's there's some there's some reason there. We don't have to understand the reason. Right. Maybe yeah. I was just being told I need to call them. That's right. You know, and just check in. That's right. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have been talking with with Pat Montgomery here on Dream Talk Radio. Pat is a radio show host. Let's give everybody all of the the details of how to get in touch with you. You have a website, ParentsRuleWithPat.com. Right. And you are the host of Parents Rule Radio out in Georgia, mm-hmm. which, I mean, what a great topic for a show, honestly. There can't oh, be, as my friend always said, you don't need a license to have a kid. I know. <laughs> but man, could you use some training you know, every so often. So it's a great service to have that show. Well, the parents need information and they need encouragement. Boy, and that's do they. the goals of my, of my show. That is, you know, bless you for it. That's <laughs> great. And a speaker, and you've got this book, which now I want to read. Now you know what I know, Parenting Wisdom of a Grandmother. Uh-huh. And you can get that at Amazon.com. Right. And uh, anything else that I'm missing here? Uh, the only other thing, uh, I have a blog. Oh, yes. Um, it's uh, parentsrulewithpat.blogspot.com. Yes. And you can find me on Twitter um, or Facebook with Parents Rule. Oh, I don't know if we're linked on Twitter, on the Twitter machine. I'll have to check that out. Always good to keep in contact with people. Yep, always. (laughs) Now, do you find that you've dreamed about all this new social media yet? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's just overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. That would actually be a nightmare in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I went to a seminar since you mentioned that. Yesterday, I went to a lunch and learn thing about social media, yeah. and I realized there's, you know, I'm not doing everything wrong, but I'm not doing it all right. Oh, wow. And so there, uh, the speaker was wonderful, and so I've just got 
a long list of things I need to change on my website and different things and things I need to do. But yeah, the world has changed completely. Marketing is uh, a completely different animal than it used to be. Well, you know, I I live in, I I can't say I live in fear of dreaming about Twitter, but I did have my first iPhone dream the other day and I woke (laughs) up from it and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, Did you become had, an icon on the iPhone? <laughs> well, I was in a, um, you know, I was bicycling up the coast, actually. And then I saw this amazing view. There had been this storm, and the storm cleared, and there was this gorgeous view of the city. And, and I pull over to the side of the road, and I whip out my iPhone with the camera <laughs> 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 to take a picture. And then I woke up, and I thought, oh, there's no escaping. There's no escaping. <laughs> I know. It's just amazing what's going on in the world now and it's how true. connected everyone is. It's really true. Well, on that note, it was it has been great to connect with you, and I'm really looking forward to being on your show in a couple of weeks. You'll Parents be on Rule. Parents Rule on the 18th? On the 18th of February. At 2 o'clock Eastern Time, Eastern which time. is 11 o'clock 11, your time. Which means I'm going to chug home from the station on that day and get on the phone it'll be a radio and all radio day <laughs> right and people can listen uh live on the internet at radiosandysprings.com radiosandysprings.com that's great well pat thank you so much for Been sharing fun. Thanks, with us. all right take care oh that was so much fun That ends this week's Dream Talk radio show podcast. Thanks for listening, and remember to tune in every Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. at www.kows.fm. This is Ann Hill, and I'll see you again next week.